Good morning, beloved people of God. You're welcome one more time to God's presence this morning. We thank God for keeping us safe and for providing for our needs. We thank God for granting us sound health. This morning, we'll be taking our seventh lessons on the series titled The Fight of Faith. Last week, we talked about the fight against the flesh. But today, we'll be talking about overcoming temptations. Our main text for the series, The Fight of Faith, is found in 2 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. I read, Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. The Bible admonishes us to fight the good fight of faith. Why? Because the fight of faith is a good fight. Is a fight to defend our faith in God, our faith in Christ. Is a fight to lay hold on eternal life and not lose, you know, or miss eternal life. It is a fight to defend what we are called into, the faith in Christ Jesus. It is a fight to defend our profession of faith before many witnesses so the fight of faith is a very very good fight purpose of temptation is to cause the believer to sin and that is why we are talking about overcoming temptations this morning because the devil is the tempter and he delights in testing our resolves to follow Christ and obey God. He always likes to tempt the believer, to cause the believer to sin against God. Like he did in the Garden of Eden, he tempted Adam and Eve and made them to sin against God. And when they sinned against God, they lost everything. They lost you know, their peace with God. They lost their fellowship with God. They lost their place with God. They were driven out of the garden. The, 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 the fellowship between them and God got broken. And that is what the devil wants. So he's a tempter. And that is his assignment to go about tempting believers. He also tempted Jesus Christ when he was here. The Bible made us to know to, in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 5 that Jesus Christ was tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin so if you if you could tempt the son of god so how will he not tempt every believer he is a tempter but we thank god for something the only thing satan can do is to bring his temptations is to tempt satan does not have the power to make a believer to fall into sin to fall into temptations it has to do with the believer's will the believer's choice because we are free moral agents we have the power to make our choices so if the believer refuses to agree with the devil to agree with what the devil is suffering as temptations satan has no power to force a believer to fall into temptation he has no power to force a believer to accept to do what is asking the believer to do Satan always like to get the obedience of believers. Why? 
because he knows in Romans chapter 6 verse 16 that it is written that know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey his servants ye are to whom ye obey whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness satan knows that whosoever we yield ourselves as servants to obey then his servant we are and that is how it is spiritually when we obey god we are servants of god when we obey the devil then we become servants of the devil so the devil wants to get the believers obedience so that the believer can come under his dominion so that they can, can become his servant so that i can begin to run and rule the life of that believer but we will not let him we can overcome temptations jesus christ in all these temptations the bible says he sinned not so yet without sin was tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin if jesus christ you know was tempted and he sinned not that means we can also overcome every temptation that the devil can bring our way hallelujah so to overcome temptations one thing we need to know is that the love of god fortifies us against the temptation of the devil the love of god because when we love him and we love him with the whole of our hearts we love him with the whole of our mind the devil will not have a place in our lives first john chapter 2 and uh, verse 15 to 17 first john chapter 2 verse 15 to 17 says love not the world neither the things that are in the world if any man love the world the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father but is of the world and the world passeth away and the lost thereof but he that doeth the will of god abideth forever love not the world the apostle says love not the world neither the things that are in the world so it's either we love the world or we love god we can love the two at the same time with the whole of our heart when we love god with the whole of our heart then we do not we do not love the world and what are the things that are in the world three things the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life and he said these things they are not of the father but they are of the world so anyone who loves the world will always fall to the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life and these are the three major areas where satan tempts believers tempts people he he has he has perfected his, his, his system his method you know he has no new trick he has no 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 new way methods he's just you know uh rebranding his old tricks and then putting it out again to bring men down before him but the lord is our sustainer hallelujah so the loss of the heart of the flesh the loss of the eyes and the pride of life these are the things that shows that a believer is in love with the world 
When we love the Lord with the whole of our heart, we will be obedient to God. We will do God's will. We do not want to offend God in any way. And then we are fortified. These things help us not to easily fall into the temptation of the devil. So we must love the Lord with the whole of our heart. Jesus was tempted in these areas of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. He was tempted. Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4 from, let's read from verse 1 of Luke chapter 4, the account of the temptation of Jesus. From verse 1, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being forty days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterwards hungered. He was hungry. And verse 3, And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command the stone that it be made bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. This is the first temptation. This has to do with the lost of the flesh. He had been fasting for 40 days, and he became hungry. The flesh was craving for food. The flesh, you know, was famished, and he was rightly hungry. He needed food. So the devil came and said, yes, I can see you are very, very hungry. I can see that your flesh is crying for food, is crying for water. Why not just satisfy that craving right here now by doing something? And said, if you believe you are the son of God, if you are the son of God, like you have said, command this stone that it be made bread. He pointed at that stone. So command that stone, let that stone become bread. And prove to me that you are the son of God. And Jesus Christ told him, but I don't have to, I have nothing to prove to you. <laughs> I have nothing to prove to you, you know, that I am the son of God. And Jesus Christ's answer said, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. The issue here is the issue of obedience. Satan wanted him to do something at his word so that he can become his servant. But Jesus Christ, the Son of God, said no. Even though I am hungry, even though my flesh is famishing, even though truly I need food at this moment, but I am not going to get bread at your word. I am not going to do your bidding. I am not going to obey you. I'm not going to do what you have said. I would rather remain hungry and keep feeding by the word of God. And later I find a way to get my food in my own way, not in your own way. So Satan always desires to have our obedience and he also desires for us to use his methods for fulfilling our needs, legitimate needs. To be hungry after 40 days fasting is legitimate. It's not evil to be hungry 
after you have been fasting for many days, you know, like that. So, and if you have craving for food, it is, it is, it is, it is legitimate craving. But here, Jesus Christ said, I am not going to fulfill this craving for food at your word. That is one. Two, I am also not going to use your method. And what was the method that the devil was suggesting to Jesus? He says, turn this stone into bread. Command the stone that it be made bread. Command the stone. It's like magic. Do some kind of abracadabra here. Let's see that you are really the son of God, that you can do anything. Because God can do anything. Show us, show me here. Jesus Christ said, no, I am not going to obey you and I am not going to use your method. You see, uh, when we even have legitimate needs, you know, the body craves for so many things. The, the body craves for food. The body craves for water. The body craves for pleasure. It craves, it craves for fulfilling pleasure, you know. And uh, we are talking of uh, maybe food, maybe uh, sex, things like that, that are legitimate. But we, sh as Christians, should not fulfill these cravings in obedience to the instruction of the tempter or using the tempter's method, his suggestions. If you have craving for sex, the tempter's method is that you do it, satisfy it now, even if you are not married. No, but God's own method is that you wait until marriage. So you don't obey the devil, neither do you use his method. Because his own methods, his own method are things we call heartly wisdom. And the Bible says in John, in James chapter 3, verse 14 to 15, that heartly wisdom is sensual and devilish. Okay, let me read the scripture. James chapter 3 and verse 14. Okay, it says uh, from verse 13, it said, Who is a wise man and indeed with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and strive in your heart, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For we are envying and striving, there is confusion and every evil work. So the worldly wisdom is, is, is sensual and is devilish. So this wisdom does not come from God. It's earthly. Earthly means worldly, sensual not spiritual and devilish, satanic. So earthly wisdom is devilish and sensual. Verse 17 says, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Okay, so the wisdom that is from heaven is pure, is peaceable, is gentle, without hypocrisy, it's full of mercy, it's full of good fruits. So 
we must not agree to obey or to use the devil's methodology, the devil's instructions. We must say no. We must overcome his temptations. Okay, so the first temptation has to do with the lust of the <coughs> of the flesh, the lust of the body. And Jesus Christ overcame him by saying no to him and then by speaking to him the word of God. Because Satan always likes us to disobey the word of God. So we as believers, we must know what the word of God says about us. We must know what instructions the word of God has for us over everything, every, all the topics, all the things, issues of our lives. So that when the devil wants to make us to disobey an instruction from God, all we need to do is to quote to him that instruction from God that negates what he's asking us to do. And then when you tell him what is written, because you know what is written and you believe it, uh, he will leave you for a season. He will go away. Because he cannot argue against what is written. When he came to the Garden of Eden, when he was asking you know, Adam and Eve to eat that fruit and suggesting it and cunningly enticing them, if they have quoted to him, no, it is written, God has told us, thou shalt not eat of this fruit of the garden, and we are not going to disobey God. The devil will have left them, there is nothing he could have done. There is no way he could have forced them to eat that fruit, because he does not have the power to do so. To do so. But Adam and Eve, they have the power to make you know, their choice. They had to choose between obedience to God and obedience to the tempter. When the tempter comes away, may we not obey him in the mighty name of Jesus. So the next temptation from verse 5, Luke chapter 4. And the devil taking him up into an high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. This is the lust of the highs. He took him into a high mountain and he showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. He said, can you see? Can you see? Can you see? All the kingdoms. Can you see all the power and the glory of the kingdom of the world? I will give them to you because they have been delivered unto me. And Jericho is not arguing with him that it has been delivered unto him. Because when he said it has been delivered unto him, Jesus Christ knew he was referring to what happened in the Garden of Eden. He said, but I'm going to give it to you. Do you like it? All the power and the glory, the wealth of the world, the cars, the jets, the houses, beautiful things. Don't you like them? I'm going to give them to you. On this condition, if you can just worship me, if you can worship me here, now, they are yours. And Jesus Christ said, no, I cannot worship you. Because Satan, apart from seeking for our obedience, and seeking for us to use his own methodology with his active wisdom, he also seeks for worship. And Jesus Christ answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, 
For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Jesus Christ knows what the word of God says, that you shall worship no other beside God. And it's only God that you must serve. And this is actually the very word that Satan was tempting Jesus to disobey. So Jesus Christ brought the world and uh, declared the world unto the devil, unto the tempter. And you could not argue it because you can't, you can't argue the word of God. The word of God is settled, is settled in heaven. It's eternal word for the foundation of the world. So he has no argument. Satan has no argument to the word of God. And that's why, believers, you must know what is written. You must be conversant with the word of God. The word of God must be in your spirit. It's not when the tempter comes that you start to open your Bible and begin to search the scriptures to see what the Bible says. No, the word must be in your spirit, ready to be launched at, every, at any time that the devil brings his temptation. Because surely he will bring his temptation. He will also tempt every believer. He will tempt us in the issue of the lust of the flesh. He will use the flesh to want to get at us the cravings of the flesh, you know, the necessary needs of the flesh. But he wants us to do it at his own bidding and he wants us to, you know, uh, get it done using his own methodology, which is against God, which is against the Spirit of God. He will also tempt us in the lust of the eyes. Who does not like good things? We like good things, we like fine cars, we like, you know, good things of this world, which is not bad. It is not bad to have a nice car, it's not bad to have a good house. These are legitimate needs. These are legitimate things, you know, that we can also get, you know, if we wait upon the Lord and we walk with God in righteousness and in holiness. But the issue, why it becomes a temptation here, is that Satan wants us to get these things uh, at his own world, using his own system, his own methods, his own earthly wisdom that is sensual and devilish. He wants us to get it on his own terms, in a sinful way. If we fall to such things, then that believer has fallen to temptation. But when we say, no, this is the word of God, it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thy serve. So I'm not going to bow to you, I'm not going to worship you, I'm not going to adore you, I'm not going to take anything from you. So many several believers have been deceived today because they also want to belong. They also want to get it. They also want to get all the power and the glory of this world, the wealth in this world. They cannot wait. They want to get it now, 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 now. And therefore, they go to shake hands with the devil. You know, the devil will come, maybe through a neighbor or through a friend. You know, many of us, we think that when the devil wants to tempt a believer, he will come with horns and tails, you know, in a very bad-looking figure and things like that. That's not how the devil comes. He comes through people, he comes through friends, he comes through relative relations, you know, to come and speak to you, advise you, why not get this thing done this way? Why are you wasting your time and just waiting on God all this while? You know, you see, if you don't really know how people are doing things, you just be suffering. You know, let's take you through this part. And you know, that part is not a righteous part. You know, that part is not a part that pleases God. That part is not... It, 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 it's not it's not heavenly wisdom. It's earthly wisdom. 
Say this how everybody is doing it. You must know your way. As a Nigerian, you must know your way. If you know your way, you get things done easily. No, if that way they are talking about is a way of sin, is a way of unrighteousness, don't fall to that temptation. It is not God. It is not of God. It is Satan that is tempting you so that he can bring you in conflict with God, so that he can cause you as a believer to sin. And when a believer sins to, against God, he will lose his fellowship with God. He will lose his status with God until he comes around and make amendments with God. But how many times are you going to be falling and rising and falling and rising and falling and rising? You can stand upright. You can say no to the temptation of the devil. And you can overcome his temptations. Hallelujah. The third temptation he brought to Jesus, which is now the pride of life, is from verse 9. And it said, the Bible says, And he brought him to Jerusalem, and set him on a pinnacle of the temple, and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence. For it is written, now, because Jerichai has been quoting the scriptures to Satan, now he also is quoting the scriptures. <laughs> he said, it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus answered and said unto him, it is said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when the devil had handed all the temptations, he departed from him for his season. The, the devil, the tempter, he took Jesus Christ to the pinnacle of the temple and he said, cast yourself down. Don't worry. Shabit, you are the son of God. You will not be hurt. You will, you will not suffer any hurt, any injury. Shabit, it is written. Is it not written also? That will give you single charge of ID to keep thee and that it will bear thee in their hands so that you will not hit your foot against any stone. I said, no way, you want me to tempt God. No, it is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And that was the very word that the tempter wanted Jesus Christ to disobey. wanted him to tempt God. You know, he wanted him to, to, to show himself so that he can become easily popular. You know, pride of life. Because if he jumped down from the pinnacle of the temple, or the people worshipping in the temple, they will see him. And if he was not hot, oh... That will give him a very serious publicity. He will, he will be seen as a great man, as a superhuman. You know, somebody, you know, uh, to become popular. And that is what many people are running after today. And the devil is using to bring many people down. Even many believers down. The, the quest to become popular. The quest to become known. You know, the, the quest to, to be on, the every bill, on every billboard. You know, people are talking about you all the time. You know, the quest to be respected by all, to be hailed by all. This is pride of life. But Jesus Christ told him, said, no, I am not going to obey your instruction. You are asking me to jump down from the pinnacle of the temple. I am not going to do that. So I will not obey you. And you know, Satan is always seeking for obedience. I will not obey you. Yes. And uh, I will not use your method if I'm going to be popular. Because, of course, he knew his ministry was going to become popular and everybody was going to know him. But it's going to be God's way, not the tempter's way. The tempter's method 
was for him to jump down from the from the pinnacle of the temple so that everybody you know we see him that he jumped down and that angels carried him and that he did not hit his foot against any stone he did not get any injury that was satan's method that was the worldly wisdom the heartly wisdom this that is that is devilish you know that is sensual he said i am not going to go by that instruction i am not going to use your methodology to become popular i will wait upon the lord i will go through the way of the lord in the way of righteousness and holiness and i will follow god's instruction and walk in the spirit and then god if he wills he will make me popular in his own way and at his own time i will wait for his time i don't want it now 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 any believers they want everything now 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 so they go out of the way of god you know to get it done and then they fall into the temptation of the devil and when the devil has made them to fall into his temptation he begin to make jest of them the same devil will come and plunder them will come and oppress them will come and be be making jest of them but jesus christ said no i am not going to obey your word i'm not going to follow your methodology so i am not going to tempt the lord my god and he overcame that temptation and after he has done that the bible says after it has ended because this devil always come in seasons and after he had tempted a believer in a season and the believer keeps standing upon the word of god he will leave him for a season just to only to come back another time and rebrand his his temptations because he has no new method or new tricks to play but god will always uphold us if we can love the lord and not love the world and not be subjected to the lust of the flesh, to the lust of the eyes, and to the pride of life. Whatever we need, if God is not going to give it to us, then we don't need it. We, does not, we don't need anything from the devil. We don't need anything from Satan. Satan always wants us to disobey God, but we will not disobey God. We will always obey the word of God. And we will know what the word of God says concerning our situation we know what the word of god says about our lives and anytime the devil wants us to disobey the word of god we will tell him it is written this is what is written and this is what we live by this is what is written and this is what we follow we are not going to follow your temptation we are not going to fall for your instruction we are not going to do your bidding we are going to do the bidding of the lord and when we do this the lord will uphold us with his right hand of righteousness so we can overcome our temptations. We can overcome every temptation from the devil. And we must fight this good fight of faith and overcome temptations of the devil. Because he wants to come and test our resolve to serve the Lord. Our resolve you know, to, to worship God in spirit and in truth. We want to test our resolve to follow Christ and to obey God. And we must tell him we are very serious with our faith in Christ and with our obedience to God. And we are never going to disappoint God. We are never going to obey the devil. Neither are we going to serve him, or bow before him, or worship him, or use his method, his methodology, you know, to do things or to get things done. We would rather use the method of God, heavenly wisdom, that is peace, peaceable, that is, that is, that is uh, patient, that, that is good, the things that the Lord himself has said, we will follow his instruction. We will do God's bidding. We are not going to fall to the temptation of the enemy so that we will not fall 
Jakarta before him. The Lord is going to uphold us by his right of righteousness. The Lord will be with us. The Lord will help us. Yes, heavenly wisdom is pure, is peaceable, is gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. We will follow the word of God. We will, we will follow the word of God. We will do what is pure before the Lord. Pure, clean, you know, righteousness and holiness. That is going to be our watchword. The Lord will help us and the Lord will be with us. The Lord will put us with that righteousness. We shall overcome our temptations. Jesus overcame all his temptations. He came in the flesh as the Son of God and he was tempted in every area, yet without sin. So he has, he, has, he has modeled it for us. Now we are in Christ, even though we are still in this body, in this flesh of sin. But we are in Christ. And if we are in Christ, we can overcome the dictates of our flesh. We can overcome the loss of our eyes. We can overcome the pride of life. And the Lord bless the world and uh, cause it to mix with faith in our heart that can give us life abundantly in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Let us pray, Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your word that has come to us this morning. We receive grace, multiplied grace, to stand upon the word of righteousness, to stand upon the word of God, and not to fall to the temptation of the devil, not to fall to the tricks of the devil, to bring us down, to bring us in obedience to him, to bring us, to bring us into, into conflict with our Father. Help us, Lord, we receive grace this morning, and we make up our mind that we shall not love the world, we shall not live by the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life. But we shall worship the Father, our Lord God, in spirit and in truth. We will serve the Lord in truth and we will serve him truthfully in the name of Jesus. We receive grace. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah.